Welcome to the Cinema Rag, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, I actually hooked up my mic, so hopefully it's working well. I used to use this with my main podcast, The Awakened Man, for some time, but it's it's been acting up, but I wanted to pull it out and see if it would be okay and better audio than the previous ones. And I do apologize for the minimal audio quality from the early episodes, so hopefully in the future we'll have good good audio quality. Today we're going to talk about why are there no leading men leading women under the age of 40 and like the old paula cole song where did all the cowboys go where have all the cowboys gone it's like where did all the leading men and women go now i'm in my 40s and i would not say i know a lot about movies prior to 1980 certainly prior to the, the 1970s but we used to have leading men very common. I mean, you can go back to Errol Flynn. You can go back to Cary Grant, Humphrey Bogart, certainly Spencer Tracy, Jimmy Stewart, and so forth. And then in the 60s, you had Warren Beatty, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, 60s and 70s, Burt Reynolds. These were leading men. In other words, man did this movie, people would come and watch it. And in the 80s, you still had leading men. You had young leading men. But you had Douglas, who was successful as a producer in the 70s, but Michael Douglas. You had, of course, Sly Stallone. You had Schwarzenegger. Later, you had Bruce Willis. 90s, you get Hanks. You get Denzel. You have Will Smith, who had, what, six years of Fourth of July movies that, that were very successful. And then later on, of course, well, during this time, you have Tom Cruise. You have Brad Pitt later on. And in the 90s, you had women that could open movies as well. And what I mean by opening a movie, I mean they would be the lead and people would go to that movie just to see that person. And there were times where a lead actor would be paid $20 million, let's say 20 years ago, $20 million to lead this movie because Hollywood Studios knew, well, people are going to turn out to see this guy. And if you look the last 10 years, there's no leading men that are young. May and I did that overrated actors of under the age of 50. And we're going to have a future episode on overrated actors in general, which we could really say is 50 to 60, because there's a lot of actors and actresses who are in their 50s now that we know as iconic. So you look at, of course, Pitt, Cruz, Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, Hugh Jackman, Denzel, Will Smith, Jennifer Aniston. These are big names, Julia Roberts, as I mentioned, that are in their 50s now. So the the question I'm positing today is, where are the leading men and women under the age of 40? Name me an actor or actress that you can put in a movie that people are going to turn out to see just to see this actor and actress. And I say over under 40 because DiCaprio, I mean, right now you could count on one hand how many actors and actors is in general 
people will turn out to see. Clearly Tom Cruise, iconic, made a Faustine back with the devil never to age. He will probably die in the last Mission Impossible movie doing a stunt in space, and that's probably the way he wants to die. So you got Cruise, I would say DiCaprio uh, is on that list because again, scarcity. How many movies has he really done? He hasn't done a lot. So when DiCaprio does a movie, people will see it. DiCaprio is doing that movie with Scorsese that's going to be on Apple+. Plus. Again, to go back to the episode on how movie theaters are suffering. You see these prestige movies being released on streaming. Doesn't help. He was in that Netflix movie, Don't Look Up, last year. Who else? Who else can open a movie? I would say maybe Bullock. You saw Sandra Bullock, uh, Lost City, did well. Now, how, mu how much of that is Channing Tatum? I don't know. But Bullock, Bird Box, you know, she can still pull in those people who want to see her. Who else? I wouldn't say Ryan Gosling. Go to the episode on overrated actors. Uh, I don't think Gosling can open a movie. You saw him do The Quiet Man on Netflix. That was kind of a flop. So who can open a movie? Now, you're going to say, well... Timothy Chalamet, Tom Holland. Okay, who can open a movie that doesn't have a pre-existing IP? Ah, who is the Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is Castaway. He's essentially the only person in that movie. Helen Hunt plays the horrible ex-girlfriend who moves on. Tom Hanks is in a movie alone. People will come to see Tom Hanks. That's not a pre-existing IP. You could say that about the Da Vinci Code. What's um, Dan Brown's novel? Okay, but we could go through Will Smith, Denzel, Tom Cruise, all these people, and they were doing things that did not have a pre-existing IP. And I talk about that the 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 demise and end of dramas and rom-coms in the in the previous episodes. So you can see Julia Roberts do My Best Friend's Wedding. You could see Julia Roberts do uh well i wouldn't count pretty woman because that's kind of a breakout role but she'll do these movies where people are only going to see it because she's in it gonna look at runaway bride the the kind of follow-up to pretty woman that she did with richard Gere. people are seeing that because of her sleepless in seattle meg ryan tom hanks they're they're going there because nora Ephron has such a great History with writing, When Harry Met Sally, for example, but that's pre-existing, that's not pre-existing IP. So again, name me somebody under the age of 40 who people will be like, oh, blah, blah's in this movie, I will see it. Now, you could say Zendaya. Zendaya has potential. Zendaya has only really essentially been in pre-existing IP. Spider-Man and Dune. Chalamet. We'll find out about Chalamet. Go to that episode we did on overrated actors. We'll find out about Chalamet when he does Wonka. When that comes out, it's not getting positive reviews based on the trailers. But he's headlining that movie. We'll see if he can carry a movie. Sure, he's great in Call Me By Your Name. He's great in supporting roles in Little Women and in uh, Lady Bird. He can pose like Zoolander in a bunch of these movies. But he is not a leading man. You are a leading man when you open a movie and people are like, boom, I'm going to see you. So Zendaya, Tom Holland, I think Holland's got charisma. I honestly think he has a better chance of being a leading man than Timothy Chalamet just because he has a little more charisma. Chalamet's probably, I guess, 
I guess, a better actor? Jury's still out on that one, guys. I don't know. Now, you could say, okay, well, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is young. Will people turn out to see Margot Robbie? I don't know. She's doing the Barbie movie. Greta Gerwig's directing that, and it's got uh, Ryan Gosling in it. Ryan Gosling. Are people going to turn out to see Ryan Gosling as Ken? He's over 40, so we're not counting him. Margot Robbie. Can Margot Robbie open a movie? Well, she really hasn't done a movie on her own. She did I, Tanya, but that was more of a you know, like indie movie that was not mainstream. She did Mary Queen of Scots with Saoirse Ronan. Again, not. That's more of an art house movie. She did Focus with Will Smith, but that's a Will Smith vehicle. Babylon and Amsterdam are with other actors. So we don't know. I don't know. You could say that she can't open movies because she did uh, the, the Harlequin movies. Okay? So maybe she can open a movie. We'll find out with Barbie. <laughs> and I'm sure Greta Gerwig in the studio that's financing is hoping she can. But we could throw her maybe in the consideration. Margot Robbie is someone who I think does have some talent. And she does try to do the period movies and the mainstream movies. And she's certainly under the age of 40. But that remains to be seen. Saoirse Ronan, very talented actress. Again, she's not the type and she's not a leading actress. She has not done those movies. She normally stays in the in the more indie movies, smaller movies. What about the men? Austin Butler. Okay, Austin Butler was in the Elvis movie, the Baz Luhrmann movie. Now, I am not a big fan of Baz Luhrmann. I think he's a little too frenetic for my taste in Gatsby, in Moulin Rouge, and pretty much every movie he does. I, I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm just saying he's not my cup of tea. So with Austin Butler, that movie, Elvis, was a surprise hit. People didn't expect it to do that well, and it made a killing in the box office, especially for the budget that was allotted to it. Now, how much of that was Austin Butler, and how much of it was it Boz Lerman, and more importantly, kind of a pre-existing IP, because it's probably the singularly most famous recording artist of American history, Elvis Presley Bio. So if Austin Butler is doing a movie just about a struggling singer, there was that Oscar Isaac movie that I can't remember that he did some time ago, but let's say it's just about a struggling singer from the 1960s. Would people turn out for that, even if Boz Lerman was a director? Probably not. It's because it's an Elvis pick. It's an Elvis pick. I, I don't know. So I think this is a problem that Hollywood has, and they know this. This is why they're shoving Timothy Chalamet down our throat. This is why they're shoving Zendaya down our throat. This is why they're shoving or about to shove Sydney Sweeney down our throat. They are desperate. They need a leading man and leading woman that people will connect with. And that was the thing about Hanks. Hanks was like an all-American dude. People related to him. People like Tom Hanks, whether you saw him in Bosom Buddies when he was young or in, of course, like seminal movies like Big in the rom-coms or whatever. People connected to Tom Hanks. People like Tom Hanks. You could say, 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 say the same things about Denzel and Will Smith and, and even Russell Crowe during his imperial period. You could say these things. They found connections. But we live in such a fragmented world now in terms of content, music, movies, that 
there's not a lot of actors and actresses that people can really identify with and relate with. You have my generation who's as a whole not connected to social media. We're not on TikTok. We're not on Instagram. We're not, I wouldn't say we're not on Twitter, but there's a lot on Twitter. But they're not really connected to that youth TikTok world. So when you say, oh, and I've mentioned this gentleman before, Jacob Elordi is going to be the next big thing. You're like, who's Jacob Elordi? So you have the older generations that like leading men that will turn out to see a DiCaprio, a Cruz. But these guys are dying breeds. I mean, how long are we? Is it going to be 20 years from now? Mission Impossible 14? You know, are we are we going to be turning off with these guys? Where is the next young, risky business Tom Cruise? Where is that guy? Where is the, the next California Brad Pitt? Where is the next LA Confidential Quick and the Dead Russell Crowe? Where is this guy who's 24, who's in a movie, kind of like with McConaughey. McConaughey's another one over the age of 50. Remember when McConaughey was a nobody, essentially? Then they put him in Gresham's Time to Kill, 96 or so. And he's in it with Samuel L. Jackson and, and Ashley Judd. And like, boom, movie star. First movie, boom. You know, Yeah, he was in all right, all right, all right. But days and confused. But boom, nobody knew him. Movie star. Immediate movie star. Everyone knew he was a movie star. Where's that guy? Ryan Gosling. No one knew him from the Mickey Mouse Club. He's essentially in The Notebook. Boom. Movie star. Where is this guy or girl? Now, you could say maybe Michael B. Jordan. But again, Michael B. Jordan, pre-existing IP. Every time Jordan does a movie where it's not Creed or it's not Black Panther, he's not delivering. So he's not a leading man. Who else? You could say maybe Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could say Seth Rogen. I mean, you, you look, he, he has a pretty good track record. Now, a lot of those are Apatovian vehicles, Judd Apatow vehicles. And then he and, and his co-writer, oh, I can't remember his name now, Evan Goldberg, they do a lot of content, but I believe he's over the age of 40. But who who's who's doing the comedies the comedies can't even find an audience you saw apatow produce that movie bro the gay comedy people didn't turn out for that people you, you think of 15 years ago where we had peak r-rated comedy wedding crashers anchorman old school the list goes on and on even the second tier ones like role models they were everywhere the frat house movie with with rogan they were everywhere bridesmaids they were everywhere now there's no there's no there's no platform for comedies in a theatrical release so you look under 40 who is the comedic star poom i'm gonna put aziz and zara in a movie and people are gonna go see him no so I think this is the problem because people could recognize Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. They're talented. But again, they're around 40 or over 40. They're talented. But can they open a movie that's not pre-existing IP? So a lot of people will be like, well, of course, all what we would perceive to be the, the preeminent actors act and actresses go into Marvel because that's where the audience is. That's where the money is. Think of Scarlett Johansson, for example, and Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. But again, can ScarJo open a movie and have it make money 
if it's not connected to a pre-existing IP. She did Marriage Story, but that was Netflix. That's a Noah Baumbach depressing movie. I don't know. I don't know. Chris Evans, he was in Knives Out, but that was an ensemble. Chris Hemsworth has had a couple movies like Black Hat, but they don't do well. Look at look at Adam Driver, going back to Marriage Story, talented actor. He does a lot of range. He does period movies like Scorsese's Silence, where he plays a Jesuit priest in the 17th century in Japan. He can pull that off. He's in The Last Duel, the Affleck Damon vehicle. Of course, he's Kylo Ren. He, he does a lot of variety. Is he a leading man? I would say Driver is probably the closest we have to a leading man under the age of 40. I would say that. And I do want to check his age. And look, he's 39. So, I mean, look, he's, he's getting close. He's like, Logan's run. We're going to send you on vacation, but really kill you. Referencing that old 1970s movie. So, in closing, guys, I don't know. I think Hollywood sees this as a problem because there's going to reach a point where you can't be doing Marvel and DC movies all the time. They're going to have to find charismatic actors and actresses that can carry a movie. You can't always rely on Transformers 7, Fast and the Furious 11. I don't know, maybe you can. Maybe there is not, never going to be a burnout of these movies. I don't know. But Hollywood needs leading men and women, and there is a dearth of it. I do think you're going to see Austin Butler get some opportunities because he has a, kind of the, the classic looks. I would say, and I've mentioned this with May, Jacob Alordi from Euphoria fame and Kissing Booth fame young uh, Australian actor, tall, good looking. He's got the capability because again, we're not talking about good actors. This goes back to the episode we did on overrated. We're not talking about you need to be a good actor. A lot of the leading men of the past were not good actors, but they were leading men. And Hollywood cares more that you're a leading man that can open a movie to bring in the money than you're a great actor. Fastbender, I love, I think he's a great actor. He hasn't proven to be a leading man. May thinks Fastbender's overrated. But either way, it doesn't really matter. They want leading men and women to bring in the bucks. On the woman's side, Sydney Sweeney is too sexy to become like a rom-com girl next door. Maybe Zoe King, maybe Elle Fanning, maybe Caitlin Devers, maybe Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, going back to someone else under the age of 40 who's a female, look at Emma Stone. Look at Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence delivers when it's pre-existing IP, Hunger Games. Jennifer Lawrence did not do well when it's anything that's not pre-existing IP. Silver Linings Playbook, she wins the Oscar, but that's David O. Russell, and that is Bradley Cooper, and that was a small movie. Emma Stone... She succeeds in small movies. But when she's got to lead a movie like Cruella, doesn't do well. So on, on the woman's side, it's got to be someone who's young and charming. It's not too pretty to alienate the women, but pretty enough for men to like them. 
I think that was part of the charm of Jennifer Lawrence and Emma Stone, Meg Ryan going back to older generations. Uh, you, you would never see people going to see Angelina Jolie in a rom-com because most women hate Angelina Jolie at her peak. So on the men's side, I think, look, again, it just had nothing to do with being a good actor. So just throw on some Henry Cavill wannabe like Jacob Elordi or Austin Butler. Not Chalamet because Chalamet is not masculine. And on the woman's side, throw out Zendaya. Maybe Zendaya will stick because she is charming. Maybe she can do some rom-coms and some just normal dramas. But I think a lot of the handlers of these actors and actresses are like, look, we want bankability. Do these pre-existing IP movies. Do Dune. Do the next Marvel movie. Do the reboot of whatever, X-Men. Because these are safer bets. But as I mentioned in the previous episodes, I lament and miss the days of the 90s where we had leading men and women and we had not pre-existing IP dramas, not pre-existing IP romantic comedies, and just good old-fashioned mid-budget movies that were being made, the, the, the mid-budget $50 million movie. If, if Think about it. If we had that where it's either you have the $200 million budget or it's going straight to streaming, we would not have rounders. We would not have Goodwill Hunting. I know these are both <laughs> Damon vehicles. But there's a lot of movies that were very successful that were in that $40, 50000000 million range. And those movies are gone. Hollywood is only greenlighting the big movies because they know there's a higher return of investment, especially overseas. And so all the mid-budget dramas really don't have nowhere to go unless you have a, an elite director attached to it like Scorsese or Tarantino or Fincher or some other ones. I don't want to offend anybody, but you have to have that. Either way, I would love to hear from you. I will create a Facebook group called The Cinema Rag so you guys can post comments there. Name me some bankable actor actresses under the age of 40 who you think can open a movie that is not pre-existing IP. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time. <laughs>